Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Out on a Limb podcast. Today, we're going to deep dive back into readings. And specifically, we're going to talk about what clients expect when they come to you for a reading or a service or modality. And what do they end up leaving with? So kind of about clients versus Mm -hmm. practitioners and how our ideas may be similar or different in all of that. And I'm going to start with Samantha because she does reading specifically. Yeah. And so tell us from your perspective, then what what do you find that clients um, are expecting? Let's manage expectations versus what do they receive on the, on the back end? What does Um, that look like? Well, um, you know, it's interesting because there's, this is part of the being a professional, you know, and, and setting those stand, uh, you know, those expectations. Um, when I first started off in practice, you know, somebody would come to see me. Well, okay. Preface it a little bit more back when I started 35 years ago, if you went to someone who did tarot readings, you pretty much knew what to expect. Mm-hmm. You go to someone who does, says they do tarot readings now, and they might do five different modalities and it could reach all kinds of different areas that someone didn't do back then. Right. So what your expectations would have been back then are wildly different from now. Um, but you know, you would typically just say, you know, put your, um, your shingle up and say, yes, I'm ready to start doing readings and people would come to you and it's hit or miss, Mm -hmm. you know, as you get more into doing, um, your practice and stuff, um, becoming more professional, you end up like what I do is uh, all my emails that go out to my clients. Now it's, it's setting up what that expectation Mm -hmm. is. Um, and I try to get them to as much as possible to read my website, to read what the structure of everything's going to be. I I feel like I've written things out so clearly, and yet I still have people signing up for one session. That's not the right session Mm -hmm. for, you know, but I, but I really want them to make that decision themselves. Um, instead of asking me first, um, I want to give them all those tools set those expectations. Um, it just works for the way I do things, even though for some reason it's miscommunicating. Um, but let me just start with that and then, and hand over to you. Sure. Cause there's a whole other area I could go in. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, expectations are something we're always managing. Yeah. And I know when, if you don't manage them, it's going to bite you in the butt. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. And, but even even as much as you try, like Candace Carl Goldman for her BQH practitioners has given us a wealth of videos and resources that we can share with our clients for them to look at prior to, mm-hmm. that talk about like what types of questions to ask or how, you know, am I going to go into a trance or just any of those types of things? And do they look at it? A lot of times, no. That's the problem. <laughs> right. So as much as you try to be preemptive in that you know, you can't, you can drag the horse to water, but you can't make yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, you can put it all you want in an email. You can lay it out specifically to, you know, here's how to manage an expectation of this reading. I have in big letters, please read in the subject line. And yet, you know, and yeah. I'm not fussing at my clients. I'm just saying we're doing everything possible yeah. to it's communicate the reality of it. Yeah. That, you know, this, this is what you've signed up for. This is what you're saying you're interested in. And this is, you know, how I'm going to deliver it. Because we want you to have a good session. Mm -hmm. We want you to get what you need, not just what you think you want, but what you need and what's perfect for you. Mm -hmm. But if you come in with a certain set of expectations and they're not met, 
because we miscommunicated somehow. Well, then we feel like we haven't done the best job for you. Or to what Samantha was saying earlier is, you know, the the expectations of the past. A lot of people still remember that's what a tarot card reading was, or that's what a mediumship reading was, or that's what this is. And that's what this is. And so they still have that paradigm of operating in that. And so they're like, eh, I don't need to read that. I'm that's, I'm just going to get this. And then they show up and they're like, well, that's not what, that's not what I came here for. <laughs> it's like, well, uh, uh, I don't know how to answer that other than this is how I do my business. You know, this is how I handle this. And so well, one of the big expectations <clears throat> that I've noticed when we do channeling, and I don't know how other channelers work because I've never had a private channeling from somebody else. But uh, I asked the questions for the clients. Mm -hmm. And at first, I felt when people would confront me about why, why are you asking the questions? And I I like how you're saying confront. (laughs) It's not like they're just asking you. They're like, there's an edge. I guess I didn't mean it to be that harsh. Okay. But when, but some people would question, why are you asking the questions? I'm not used to that. And I would try not to get involved in the ego or make it, I felt like it was seeming like an ego thing, that that's why I wanted to ask the questions, but I've Mm. come to realize, especially lately that when the client can give me and just hand it off and I can intuit into the deeper understanding of what they need and what they want, they can just relax. They can just sit there and relax. Their left brain doesn't have to go. I do the Ah, left brain heavy lifting for them and they can relax and receive. And I don't think I've ever had a client come back and say, well, you didn't ask the question correctly, not in a private session, or I didn't get what you didn't quite get the gist of that. Almost everybody without a doubt. And this just happened two days ago. said, the way that you can understand what I'm trying to ask and ask it appropriately (laughs) and ask follow-up questions is amazing. And that's why it's nice for me to do it because they're trying, if they were trying to do it, they would be processing the answer at the same time that they're trying to formulate the next question. And they're not really able to just relax into the energy. And well, you also know who you're talking to. Right. And, you know, I'm learning this, you know, that when you ask the collective of question, Hmm. it's, it's kind of like, you know, you ask the genie for a wish, (laughs) you know, you better put some parameters on what you wish for. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because it's not going to come back as you, the nugget that you were hoping for, right. you do always tend to tend to get what you need, mm-hmm. but, but you may want it to be more precise. And that's where you're able to drill into it with that precision. You know, they actually say that in the origin story, they talk about how the question determines what you get. And if you I are in the right frame of reference or the right dimensionality or headspace to ask appropriate questions, you're just going to get it a response on the level of where you are, which Mm. is appropriate. Yep. But once you, like they said, even in your human form, if you really wanted to go see a celebrity, there was this celebrity you loved and you had all these questions you wanted to ask him, you sit down with him, you'd be so dumbfounded that you don't even ask it. You're just like a blubbering idiot. You're not even asking the right questions. That happens in readings all the time. Right. And And we're not celebrities. (laughs) Right. So they talked about like when we come to the galactics to ask questions, if we treat them like a celebrity and we're all, all, we're all struck and, you know, we we're fumbling around that we're not in the right energy to have, but when we meet them as an equal, then we're going to get the information that we need. And so it's kind of the same, same idea. Well, and I find that, you know, okay. So I know that my concept of somebody um, doing readings in the past that wasn't using tarot cards 
um, almost every channeler I went to, um, or medium or whatever, you know, you would say, well, I want to talk to this person, mm -hmm. or I want, <clears throat> I, I want to know about my life. And they would start scribbling on a pad or go into their whatever, and they would just start spouting stuff out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. I myself, and now, and now I'm discovering it's more normal. A lot of us don't do that. Like for me, if somebody goes, well, just tell me something. I literally see a white screen, mm -hmm. like there is nothing there. And it, to me, I liken it to white noise. Like I, all of a sudden they're saying, go for it. And it's a world of information. It's... You know, it's like, what do you want to know how the heavens were formed <laughs> or where, where your 35th, you know, life was, or like, it's right. too much. And so, you know, it's not that I don't know anything. You know, I say, I'm like a bloodhound, ask the question, steer me in the direction. Right. And I'm going to get you there. Yeah. Um, so I always say, you know, the questions are the steering of the mind, you know, have the questions ready, come in with the questions. And so that right there will determine the, you know, yeah. the initial success of the reading. Mm -hmm. If they come in with no questions or, well, I was just hoping to connect yeah. and you're just kind of going, okay, if you're just hoping to connect, <laughs> then, you know, then they just might happen by it's yeah. I've, I've had a couple of clients like that where, you know, and I, I, you know, for my, my medium group for psychic readings, I don't typically send out an email saying, here are the expectations because it's kind of a, an unwritten, maybe understanding that if you're coming for a psychic reading or a mediumship reading, if you're coming for a mediumship reading, you're going to look to connect with loved ones. If you're coming for a psychic reading, you're looking for some higher insight on something. You think that. Right. <laughs> no, I, I, that's the common understanding, but I've had, I've, I've had clients come for a mediumship reading and they'll sit in the chair and, and I'll get myself prepared. And we usually chit chat a little ahead of time. And I tell them how I operate and how I, how I function during a reading. And I'm like, okay, so is there anybody, you know, is there some, you know, what drew you here? What, what, what are you looking for? I don't know. What do you got? <laughs> that, oh, what do you got? And it's the same thing. It's like, uh, everything. Yeah. <laughs> Every, what do you, what do you want to know? It's a candy it's, store. You just, you just blew the door open to the universe. What do you want to know? But so then at that point, I, I, I steer them. I, I yeah. kind of bring, I bring it all back in in a little bit. And I'm like, okay, so let's just start off with a bit of psychic work first, knowing that, you know, you're, yes, you're here to, speak with some loved ones, but let's get the energy started with a little bit of psychic work first. And that's smart to do. Right. And I, and I, so I get the, the framework there. And once we're in the framework, they kind of get the concept. Okay. I get it. I got to kind of be a little focused here. And so we, <laughs> we, we work with that. And then I start to feel, you know, the loved mm -hmm. ones starting to settle in. I'm like, okay, I, now let me shift gears a little bit. Let me shuffle the deck and let me get back into this a different way. And then it usually falls right into place. And they come away with a whole big wide eye, you know, understanding of what just took place so but it's that initial oh i don't know give your best shot what do you got it's like oh, it's not that's not the perfect client at all <laughs> so it's, but it is what it is that's what but because even myself i've went to see mediums and i'm like i don't know what to ask what am i supposed to ask who am i who do i want to talk to i don't know what to talk about i don't but, know but when you made that session there was that burning desire yeah because oh, yeah. like yeah you wanted the session yesterday yeah. I mean, generally yeah. it's like, you know, the person is just like, can I have the session today? And I, I typically, 
um, have people wait a couple of days. Like mm -hmm. I, I one because of my own personal schedule, I'm not sitting around waiting for somebody to walk through my door. <laughs> right. So I, I've got other things planned. And, um, so it's not like I am client bashing here, mm -hmm. um, because it's, we want, we're, we're doing this so that people understand so that there's education, mm -hmm. know what to prepare for, but it's also for those who want to start their own businesses. Yep to help them um, understand some of the ins and outs of being a practitioner, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, so it makes sense. But um, so I don't have people come in um, schedule the day of, and um, you know, I want to have that separation. Um, I also want them to have time from that initial moment that they decided they wanted to come in. Things begin to shift. I believe mm -hmm. it's like just that, that awareness that they have, I can't take this anymore. Mm -hmm. Whatever this situation is, I mm -hmm. just can't deal with it. That acknowledgement alone starts to shift things in their life. Mm -hmm. And so then if they were to see me right then and there, I think that I would be giving them answers to things that are already shifting. They're already in motion. Right. So, and we can't see once things start to shift off, you know, into yeah. a different path we're going to be incorrect because it's already shifting. Yeah. So I like it to have a few days for them to then come in and, you know, then it's like, okay, I've sat with this for a couple of days. I don't know where to go with this. And to me, that's a different spot now. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, and I, that theory could be wrong or I, strange, but it's one that for some reason it's resonated with. I, I agree with that though. I haven't experienced it quite the same way, but I now listening to you, I, I, I understand because yes, it's even out, even outside the reading aspect, just for myself, mm -hmm. there are a lot of times I get a huge energetic ping. And what I've realized is if I take that initial energetic ping and go act upon it, it, it's more difficult to come to the end of it or, you know, come to the conclusion of it, meaning like follow it through to a successful point. Like if it's, mm -hmm. I'm supposed to go do this thing, or I'm supposed to go talk to this person or whatever. If I take that initial, Oh, oh my God, yes, I got to go do this mm -hmm. and do it. It hasn't fully revealed itself. The full uh. extent of it hasn't really revealed itself to me. So then I'm acting on, you know, information that isn't fully clear to me. Yeah. And so yeah. what I've learned is if I get that initial ping mm -hmm. is to go, just like you said, just Take a day, let it sink in. Let it fully unfold. Right. Mm -hmm. So I, I, the tech, culmination, right. The, the, the tech in <laughs> me is, word. is it's like loading a program into a computer. Mm -hmm. It's got to fully load into the hard drive, into all little recesses of the hard drive before you can actually execute that program. Well, right. this is the same thing. Spirit comes to you and downloads you all this information. If you go to try to do something immediately, as soon as you get that thing, it hasn't had time to fully process through your body mm -hmm. and give you the guidance that it's actually there for. So as far as a client, yeah, you might be sitting around going, Ooh, you know what I need this. I need to go. I need to go see a medium. I need to go see a psychic. I need to go. And it's because of this. Is it? Mm -hmm. Right? Is it that's why, or is that just the the key to get you the catalyst? Yeah. The catalyst moving in that direction. Yeah. But once you do that, you already have a contract with that person. You already sure. planned to intersect, and so your higher self and guides are already starting, like you said, to work yes. with you to change Good things. Point. And so I ask, 
you know, our clients to sit with their higher self and come up with some questions. And I don't want them until a day before. Part of that is because I don't want to lose them on my computer and try to keep track of them for however many days before your session, send them to me the day before, but people will change their questions. Like if I, if they give it to me two weeks prior to the session, they're inevitably, inevitably going to either add questions or change them before Mm -hmm. they come in. But what's interesting is when they come to you guys for that type of a reading, like a mediumship or psychic reading or something, Mm -hmm. and they go, I don't know, just tell me whatever. That's quite different from when they come into a channeling Mm -hmm. in which my very first question, because it's their higher self that's answering and their higher (laughs) self knows why they're there. I say, what does this client need to know? Do you have an opening statement? And their opening statement might be like 10 minutes long and it always hits the nail on the head of their main. It's it's amazing. And I'll be like, okay, thank you. You gave me a couple of threads. We're going to, we're going to pull. I wish, I don't know why I don't pull down that info. That would be really great. What is this client? I'm going to work with my guides on that one. Cause that's, Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. a very just that's what they're looking for yeah. is that sort of thing. Yes. And yes. yet, you know, hmm, interesting. Because the human mind interprets that initial download of information as what the human mind is going to interpret it as, mm-hmm. as, oh, I'm looking for this. Is it though? Yeah. Is it really? No, there's something much deeper than that little question that's burning in the back of your mind. If there's something much deeper than that, and that's where, when you can get locked into the higher self or get locked into, you know, the, the full area of what that client is looking for, then it's really revealed. Mm-hmm. And but it's- I, I feel like with a mediumship session though, they want to connect with a relative. And so sometimes they might come to you and say, it doesn't matter who I connect with. I want to connect with somebody. I can't imagine them coming to a mediumship reading and going, I don't know, just tell me well, something see, because had it been there, done that. <laughs> That's the weird thing though. Cause you know, you're paying, uh, you know, almost yeah. a couple hundred dollars yeah. to have a reading, um, a mediumship. And so you're not just coming for the fun of it. You know, it's generally right. there's a need. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, some people are just curious, Yeah. Um, but um, generally it's that they're there. I, and what I think is that they're one of two things. They think that if they say who it is, that they the cat's out of the bag. And right. so it won't be authentic. They're leading. They're leading. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Or they're fearful that person won't show up. In which case, if you're walking in with the doubt that that person's going to not show up, they're not going to show, show up. Yeah. You know, but, <laughs> but just to sit there and say, well, they're certainly going to show up does not mean that they're yep. sitting there waiting to show up for you. You know, it's right. So as far as manage, managing thing. expectations, the very first thing I usually tell my mediumship clients is that you may have an expectation of someone that you want to come in, which is great. I mean, I it helps with the energy. It certainly does. But that may not be the most appropriate one or the, the one that needs to come through today. Mm-hmm. So hold that as an expectation, but also have, hold, the, hold the understanding that your, you know, whatever, your cousin or your whatever it might be might come through today with exactly what you're looking for. And that relative that you thought you were coming here for may have a very different message for you. So just, I, I kind of throw it all out there and I'm, I, I try to be as transparent and as open as I can. And typically, and this is, this is, you know, I haven't done hundreds of readings, but I've done enough to see the pattern in it. Typically it's the, it's the loved one that comes through that is so far off the radar but has the most profound message and dialed right into the situation that they are struggling with at that moment that has the most, and they walk away going, I didn't expect so-and-so, but 
that is, and I can't mm-hmm. believe that they would even know this stuff, but I I'm so thankful, you know, they just are blown away because they just didn't, they didn't see it coming. And well, it's, it's, it's amazing. So funny. I have to tell my first story of seeing a medium when we saw Carol Cottrell, who's yeah. a popular medium here in the Charleston area, but, uh, I had never been to a medium. I don't pretty sure I hadn't, <laughs> I can't recall that I had ever had. Uh, anyway, so I was one of those that went into Carol and I just was excited to go do it. I didn't, I don't know that many dead people to begin with. I mean, grandparents, sure, whatever, <laughs> but I haven't had like tons of people in my life pass. So I said, I'll, I'll talk to whoever wants to come through. It doesn't matter. So be careful what you wish for or what you mm-hmm. ask for or not specify. Cause my, one of my grandfathers came in and monopolized 40 minutes of the hour long session, mm-hmm. uh, cause he wanted to apologize for his alcoholism and how it had been a gene or something that ran through our ancestral line. And that I was supposed to tell these certain people in, in the family that he was sorry. Mm. And that he was so sorry. And he kept going on. I said, grandpa, I got it. I got it. I'll let him know. And I did on my way home. I called those people and told them, um, you know, so it was interesting, but that's what happens if you don't. If you swing the door open. Yeah. But to uh, me, it really didn't matter. It didn't matter. Well, And I've had, so I, and I warn people because this has happened. It, it almost, happens, you know, I'd say half the readings I do where somebody appears and it's like, they can't really place who the person is, Mm -hmm. but the general feeling is that there is a connection there and they're so excited that like nobody else has asked for them Mm -hmm. and they saw this door opening and there's such appreciation and they just wanted to step through and be acknowledged. Yeah. And it's even if they don't remember them, they don't, you know, it's just like nobody else. They just wanted to experience that feeling. I'm kind of going with everything else I know with the whole galactic thing and Ascension and all this, you know, I'm kind of going, how does that fit into all of this? Like, it's the weirdest thing. And yet, you know, some of my coolest clients have just been like, oh, Mm -hmm. I'm so glad that I was able to be Mm -hmm. that person because nobody else had acknowledged them. So, you know, it, it can be as random. And I've had to, I had one that came through where it was some friend of their mother's and, um, and she wanted me to sing a song and I'm going, I really can't do this. And it was the stupidest little rhyme to prove that who she was. Is that why I I guess just to acknowledge she was there. And, and it was funny because it made the client laugh. Cause she goes, you know, when I said the word, you know, she's like, Oh my God, she always said corny things like that, you know, and it's, she didn't have anything else important to say, but again, the client had opened the door. Yep. And they didn't have a direction of where they wanted to go. Um, And, you know, and sometimes it's just that souls take that opportunity, you know, so you try to prepare them as, so now that's part of my shtick is to Mm. let people know. Sure. You you sing songs. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I won't be singing any songs. Sorry. Nope. Don't do that. But You just, you, you have to be ready to go with it because you just don't know where, you know, it could be a dog. Yeah. It could be somebody that they can't remember. And the hardest is when it's a relative that's coming in for whatever purpose that that person has no way to verify. They don't know who that person is. So, you know, you try to prepare them for all the possibilities that it's not necessarily going to be this one person. Right. Um, And, and and that's a good point is, is, you know, again, that's, that's on that, on that expectation kind of continuum or or spectrum. Right. And it's, it's where, where the, where these relatives or friends or whoever it might be that come in that they can't pinpoint. And so I have talked about this, I think in a, in a previous episode where if, if I get 
connected to a spirit and it's coming through strong and I, I'm relaying this information, but yet nobody is receiving it. They're just like, ah, so no, sad. it's just not, mm, just not hidden. I say, okay, that's fine. Let me put them over here on a table and I'll just put them over here on a table. Have a seat. Right. And they go sit over there. And just so you know, they're sitting there. Yeah. They're just, it. they're like, no, no. <laughs> but they're, and, but then they'll interject every so often just to make sure they're still connected. And then at the end, you know, I thank everyone and everybody gets a recording and they go home and, you know, they're very grateful of the, the session. It's inevitable within a week or so within that week, I'd say I get an email or I get a phone call. Or I get a text. Hey, I was reviewing my session and remember you were talking about so-and-so and I'm like, mm, kind of, because I don't remember a lot after these sessions because there's so much. And so they refresh my memory. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I remember a little bit about that. I found out who that was. Hmm. It was so-and-so and it was blah, 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 because they go back. And I, I encourage people that if they don't recognize, I encourage people to go back and talk to family, go talk to your, mm -hmm. you know, your, your older relatives and, mm -hmm. and see if they recognize that type of person or that person or that by their demeanor or whatever, mm -hmm. there's a good chance it's there. And, and yeah. more than not that has happened where they've come back and they've said, Hey, I just wanted to let you know we recognize that person. Now we understand who that person was. And I'm so thankful that that came through. So yeah, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it is, yeah. it is part of the, you know, expectation, you know, continuum, but, you know, moving with the theme of expectation, you know, I have expectations too, not only going into sessions, but going to have sessions. We all do. We all have expectations. We want it to rock. Right. <laughs> sure. Right. And so, you know, and, and, I, I know there's been a couple of sessions where I've just like, yeah, I'm, I'm pumped for this session. It's like, hmm. Flat lines. <laughs> okay. Well, that wasn't so good, was it? So, you know, I mean, we're human. We, we, we have these and, and um, we have expectations. And so what I've learned over time is to, you can have an expectation, but don't load, don't let it overload your session don't let it overload your you know don't let your expectation run away with what's supposed to be yeah because you don't really ultimately have control of right. it you're showing up in the best frame of mind you know you've drunk your water you've done your grounding <laughs> i've rubbed my crystals your, together yeah. <laughs> it's like you know we're showing up as best you can you know yep. kind of thing and yet it's it's going to be whatever is necessary. Maybe it's that that person's gone to too many um, psychics and they just need to, I actually, I had, I, that just reminded, I had that happen yeah. with a mediumship. And I think I might've contacted, it might've been one of those where I, I called these guys afterwards, reached out and just said, I just don't know if I can keep doing this <laughs> because it's so sad. <laughs> and, bad. Yeah. Well, because, you know, she's, she finally said, I wanted to reach out to this particular person. Mm -hmm, okay. Mm -hmm. but, a love in her life. And so I reached out to that person and I'm like, well, he's just not giving me much energy to go on here. And she's like, well, he's always been very, you know, um, energetic before. Well, that's my first clue when she says he's always been mm -hmm, meaning she has mm -hmm. gone to a lot of other people. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, he is not doing that with me. And I said, I will tell you the feeling of this energy is that he is trying to step away. How long ago has, was it that he passed? Yeah, yeah. And you know, you, you handle this stuff, like who knows, you know, you're right. trying to be as gentle as possible. 
And she said, you know, it's been like, it was like six or eight years. And it's like mm -hmm. young woman, like it's time to, mm -hmm. you know, I think that he's indicating, you know, but, but she was in tears, mm -hmm. so devastated because he wasn't presenting as he always does. She wasn't getting her fix Yeah, is what it was. Mm -hmm. right. I've had this happen with people who have it, animals and you just sit there and just go like, it crushes you. You don't want to be the person that falls, you know, right. it's, it's, it's the anniversary of passing or whatever. And they typically go see a, you know, a medium just to get the, you know, the, the feeling back and all that. Like yeah. visiting the grave every year. Yes. Right. Yes. And it's not a bad thing. I'm, I'm not disparaging that at all. My, my but yes, I've had, I've had a very similar a situation, which it may not be healthy. Right. Well, and, and this young lady came and, and very specific. I, I, my, my, um, fiance had passed and I want to, I want to be in contact with my fans. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll give it my best. I'll, I'll do what I can. And, and, um, and I, I could feel the presence. So I started describing what I was getting and it was, it was, it was resonating. It was getting there, but again, it was a very, it wasn't a full fledged um, walk through the door. Here's the spirit. Okay. Yeah. We're connected. It was, it was trickle of information. Mm -hmm. And, and then I started, so how it played out was I saw, saw this pair of work boots and he was in construction and over time, what during this, it was very interesting and it, it, was, it still sticks with me. The laces were being unlaced, like pulled out eyelet by eyelet. And so I described that to her and she's like, I just don't, but then, so what I saw was finally, like the boots were fully unlaced and then they were starting to pull apart. And I'm like, so, and I'm, and I said, so here's what he's showing me is this separation in the boots. And I said, I said, has this, is this recent or has there been some time? She said, well, there's been some time that's, you know, not a lot, but there's been some time since he's passed. And I said, I think what he's trying to express to you is, is, you know, you, you've got a begin to separate and go about and she was very she was fairly young in her mid-20s mm -hmm. and i said I, I, what he's trying to express to you is you need to put some separation mm -hmm. you know in here and 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 enjoy the rest of your life and not that he's not going to be there but he's going to be there in a different capacity and and it was hard you know she started weeping and stuff and then he started showing me some very interesting things as far as kind of almost a future, you know, with and without him, you know, spirit wise. Yeah. And, and I, you know, we became connected via social media afterwards. And, and I, and I've seen her progress and literally, um, you know, there, cause he did show me that there was going to be another relationship and she didn't want that. She didn't, she didn't resonate with that. Yeah. Right. But she, didn't he showed sense. me another relationship and he was guiding him into this relationship. And it was about eight months after that reading that she was with another gentleman and they've since gotten married and oh, they wow. have a beautiful life together. So it's interesting how spirit guides these things and mm -hmm. they really do at times become uncomfortable and you have to almost lock yourself out of that emotionally when you're doing that. You got to deliver what you're there to deliver. Yeah. And, yeah. and it, it may be uncomfortable and it gives me chills thinking about it, but you, but you get to see how it unfolds in this case, I got to see how it unfolds from mm -hmm. that to this relationship now. And it's, it is interesting how spirit will maneuver the pieces around.
to help but them. But they can, and they can see. Because they can, they can see already it. see. Yeah, they yeah, see it. Yeah. They see how it's going to happen. And and he was there guiding it. And, and he was there helping that, you know, so, and um, yeah. So when we talk about managing expectations, you know, that's a big one when it's, a, it's in different areas. Like when you talk about mediumship, managing expectations and mediumship, I would love for them to speak to me. Oh God, yeah. Yeah. They don't, they don't give us a lot of times. They don't give us words. Some of us get names. I don't get names. I can get somewhat close. You know what? I, I don't have the energy of a John Edwards, but, um, for some reason he kept popping up on my, um, YouTube yeah. recently. And I was, it kept showing me his beginning. Like, I, well, that was all I could tolerate. And I was like, okay, that's enough. <laughs> but he was explaining how his process works. Mm. And it's all the, you know, I, I don't get this. I get this. I don't get this. So don't go looking for this. But, um, <laughs> it, you know, a couple of things that I found were interesting is, you know, like you, we just, we don't get flat out messages. We don't just necessarily see them in whole. I mean, there are people who have those abilities. That's not my particular right. strength. Um, but they do begin to fill in, you know, um, but, uh, also, you know, so like what we're receiving it's, it's, we just try to be as honest as possible from the get go. Mm -hmm. This is where my abilities are. Yeah. And, and if I saw it crystal clear, like a television screen, yeah, it'd be charging several thousand dollars, <laughs> you know, that would be lovely, right. Right. but, but everyone has their own yeah. ability, their level, their purpose of where they are and who they're reaching out to. Um, I just wanted to go back real quick. You know, when you were talking about the clients coming in and, um, and writing stuff down and what was that where they're, um, it's cause that was the other thing that he touched upon is that people show up with this idea of who they want to see, but the moment that they sit down with that, you know, mm -hmm. hope like the moment that whatever it is, they sit down in front of you and it's like amnesia. Mm -hmm. Everything goes blank. Everything. Yeah, everything. And that's the other reason why we beg people write down the questions because, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I love that you have them. And maybe I'm going to start doing that. Say, please send your questions ahead of time mm -hmm. oh, because yeah, yeah. then at least I have a framework with which to meditate on, to, yeah. to get into a certain whatever and can move again we're wanting it to be the best session possible. We yeah. want to be divulging tons of information that you're sitting there going, Oh my God, I need to record this. This is too much. You know, Great. I would love that. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. It's so when you're doing, um, it's a whole different process when you talk about doing channeling or you mm -hmm. talk about doing B BQH because I mean, well, you still are managing expectations. Mm -hmm. Um, where do you run into things with that? Well, <clears throat> or is it straightforward? Is that, we already know you definitely not stuff and they don't watch it. <laughs> definitely not straightforward. And it's almost easier with channeling because the client doesn't have to do much except sit there and receive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But when they're the ones in the chair and it's on them, they get performance anxiety and they have high expectations of themselves. Now they know how we feel or what it should feel like <laughs> Pretty much. or how yeah. you know how it is for you trying yeah, was, to interpret what's coming in they want to interpret what's coming in too, or they think it's going to come in in clear pictures and stories. Like you said, yeah. like they're mm -hmm. going to see this whole past life, just like a movie running across and it doesn't come in that way often. Yeah. Um, and, and, and it's an odd space for majority of people. It's an odd mm -hmm. space to be in this, um, in between where they know they're in a chair. They know that I'm talking, they're aware they're not asleep. They're not in a deep trance. And yet this intuitive and to allow that to flow, 
in is very challenging for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes we were talking about this earlier about something else about the float tanks in a previous episode. Sometimes you have to have more than one just because it gets rid of the awkwardness of the first one. And now you know what to expect and what it feels like. And it's hard to have to clear up expectations about that until they've actually been through it. The, the process, the, and I, and I will say this from my experiences of initially going into a QHHT, BQH session, the process of allowing the intuitive self, and it's not a, it's not the, it's not the um, trance state yet, but the intuitive self to express itself mm-hmm. is not inherent in anyone. Thank Meaning, you. That was beautiful. That's exactly yeah. what, it, what it's like. Yeah. Being able to allow the intuitive self to communicate yeah. in spite of the left brain yes. trying to analyze it at the yes. same time. Because yeah. the intuitive self is the one that is going to give you the most profound information. But mm-hmm. that is blocked by your human process. Your human brain is going to say, nope, shut up, sit in the back, let me handle it. So to, to for anyone to lay in a chair and go through a BQH or QHHG session and if they've never experienced that before, and this is the first time they're going to experience that, mm-hmm. that's why many will come out of the chair and go, it feels like I made everything up. Yeah. If they even got a lot. If out. they even got well, it. Okay. But just, just so everyone understands, even I felt that way when I did Yeah, it. absolutely. Because, because I felt that way too. It's the same emotions going, we're human, the same emotions going through the yeah. same kind of feeling of, you know, is this authentic? Am I making it up? It's it's the craziest thing because I wanted to be so good. I wanted it yeah. to be profound. It was gonna be amazing. And you know, Allison was gonna say, Wow, she's the best session we've ever had. You know, <laughs> I had but but it doesn't you walk away, you know, kind of going and and you just yes, it you just need to get over that performance anxiety. Mm-hmm. I think that's why when people go to mediumship circles or um psychic development circles and stuff like that you kind of, it gets, it gets old, you know, like mm-hmm. in the sense that you get over it and mm-hmm. you just start going, yes. you know, once, once you get past the, well, she always gets these kinds of readings. I want those, you know, <laughs> right. like once you get past the envy yeah. um, and you start finding your own little nuggets of gifts or abilities, um, I should say, then, you know, then you can settle into it a bit more. And, but it's, it's any of these processes it, it does, you know, you got to get yeah. that, that thinking mind out of it. Mm-hmm. For me as a practitioner to be a client in a hypnosis session is even worse. And because you're, you're listening you, to how they're doing going, I wouldn't have done it that way. No, well, <laughs> partly, partly, but it's kind of like water skiing. I didn't finally water ski till I was like 50 years old, 49, something like that. Wow. Mm-hmm. But because each you would think that it gets easier each time and you'd kind of get the motions, but it was more like every time I try this is another time that I might fail. And I'm like holding up the person mm-hmm. and here's another time and another time. So every time I would sit in the chair, it'd be like, what if I fail this time? Here's another, another uh, one. But yeah. also when they read the script, there is a point at which no matter which script they're using, it's like they drop you off a cloud or they, <laughs> okay, all of a sudden you're here in this, well, there's a moment at which you're supposed to say something. (laughs) You're somewhere. There's your expectation point. That's what I'm And I'm like, okay, it's coming. It's coming. I'm going to have to say something. I don't have my parachute. What am I seeing? And I just, it's like that. Yeah. That fear. But, and that's when the mind then starts 
making stuff up, you know, like, I mean, that's, I mean, how and that's almost a learned skill. I mean, it wasn't until I did so many of these and practice with Candace Carl Goldman when we went out there yeah. and I, you just pretend you just really pretend until it becomes real. Yeah. And that's how we learn to do mediumship. And I, readings I, and, yeah. Right. My, my mentor, you know, she said, you know, start making something up. Not, not in a bad way, you know, just, yeah. just start talking. The information start will talking. start, right. Will start talking. And, and the, the talking isn't just arbitrary because mm -hmm. when you, when you're already in that space, when you're already in that vibration, mm -hmm. you're already starting to unlock those portions of your, you know, your subconscious, your mm -hmm. intuitiveness. And so what's going to start coming across your lips is going to be, yes, it'll sound like it's made up, mm -hmm. but what that is, is a prime. It's a prime to the pump. Yeah. And when I you, like when that. you prime that pump yeah. with a little bit of, a little bit of speaking, a little trust, a little trust, <laughs> that's when the door swings open. Mm -hmm. but we get hung up. Many of us said, when we first start this out, we get hung up on the fact that we're not going to start talking until we know that we've got the information in front of right. us. Right. And that's for you as a practitioner right. and also a client. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. So, yeah. So it is a difficult spot, but you know, you were talking about, you know, you know, it's, it's, you know, going out and doing sessions and do mediumship circles and doing all these things. And yes, it becomes old after a while or whatever. You know, and in most cases, when we I shouldn't have said old routine routine right That's routine a way to put yeah it. routine <laughs> they're sounding uh, bored yeah and and meaning yeah it, it does become routine at some point but it's it, but that's just our process we our our process gets routine we get comfortable with it mm -hmm. but most practitioners start out by doing one on one sessions and that's where they kind of cut their teeth and do all that yeah I never felt that way it's like if I'm gonna do this I'm gonna go big or I'm going home. So I, I've done one or two one-on-one -on -one sessions and I just never, I, it's not my ballywick, you know, yeah. it's just, it's, I, I, I'm not a one-on-one -on -one person. But to me, there's more pressure on one-on-one. -on -one. Yes, there is way more pressure on one-on-one -on -one for me. It's easier if you have a group because so, 12 people can claim what you're putting out Someone's there. coming in. Yes. So, right. Yes. So, so I was like, you know, we, and I may have mentioned this before on a previous podcast, but I was like, we were on vacation up in New York. And I said, you know, I've always had this thing where I would like to just do a big group, a mediumship circle group, like, because I feel that's what I want to do. But you were a little nervous. I was nervous. And so I, was I took like, the reins. Right. Just put it out on Facebook. You might get a couple people by the time we go home. You know, they might want to do it. Yeah. There's always I, people up for right. free mediumship circle. So I put it out. It was like four o'clock. By six o'clock, I had 12 people signed up and another eight on another list that wanted to do it. Yes. So I was like, oh boy, watch what you wish for. So, yeah. <laughs> but that, but I do, I do feel more at home and more comfortable in the mediumship circle group setting. Mm -hmm. I really do. I, it's, and I, it might be because I, you know, I like being the, I like being on stage. I like being kind of not performing, but that, that, teacher aspect of myself really likes to be in front of people and being instructive, helpful and helpful. But this is why when we talk about expectations, this is why it's so difficult to even have clear expectations about everything, because mm -hmm. until a person has done it, yeah, like, yeah, 
how, how do you describe certain things to people until you they don't have, know until you know, right? Mm -hmm. Well, and every session is different. Mm -hmm. You know, there's um, very few re routine sessions. Yeah. Um, you know, it's so <sighs> I don't know. The only it, routine thing about a session is that it's not routine, that it's yeah. not routine, <laughs> that it's not routine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and part of, so part of the expectations, um, you know, like I try to, I wish people would read the website more. Mm -hmm. I try to make it very short paragraphs. I really like people to do that because, um, there are certain areas that are my strengths mm -hmm. and, you know, and, and I love going into those areas that are my strengths. Um, and yet I do offer other things that are, you know, because I, I can do them. And because when all the setting is right, it's incredible. It is a great yeah, session. Yeah. And I'm like, this is why I do this. But it is not my forte. Right. So it's like, to me, mediumship is more hit or miss, mm -hmm. you know, not not that I mean, somebody comes through, it's sure. always a meaningful session. But, um, but I want people, of course, to have the most amazing session. So but I don't want to just say, Nope, I'm not doing that anymore. Because yeah. when I talk to clients, should I not do this anymore? They're going, Oh, my God, if you hadn't done that for me, I wouldn't have had this sure. realization. So, you know, it's it, so I try to manage the expectations through the written word, mm. you know, now I'm offering a free 15 minute phone converse up to 15 minute phone mm. conversation to explain the differences. So if somebody wants to, they can easily just schedule an appointment yeah. with me and, um, and we can have a conversation so that they can understand. And then I can recommend someone else if it's yeah. not, you know, real strong with me, or if I'm not really feeling it right then. However, um, I finally had someone take me up on it and they didn't show up for the appointment because it was free. Um, <laughs> we know that if things are free, that people, yes, <laughs> they will choose whether to show up or not. So mm -hmm. that's why, that's yeah. why like I always have people pay in advance. Yeah, we, yeah. We've mentioned that on our, yeah. Know, yeah. On the abundance. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> but I think the bottom line basically is improve, finding ways to improve communication. Yeah. Um, yes. And if we can really get the client to take, responsibility, take ownership for the session. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Rather, you know, I'm guilty of this too. We all are where we go to an expert and we want the expert to just take care of it. We don't want to think about it. We want, don't want to have to prepare or do anything. We just want them to fix it for us or to help mm -hmm. us with something. Mm -hmm. And if you don't take the ownership though, like you said, you may not read the website. So you don't have a clear understanding of what this is all about or how you can contribute or hinder your session. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so like in, in anything, humans want to abdicate abdicate responsibility for mm. a lot of things because it's difficult to take responsibility. And I think it's more challenging now too, because all of our attention spans are in about three minutes, i.e. TikTok. Yes. You know, I'll, I'll, you know, everyone's still a TikTok holdout. Thank you very much. <laughs> it is not but I mean, well, okay. You know, any, so social, missing out. Right, any social <laughs> media, special. everything it has to be condensed within an elevator pitch of time of three to, you know, three to five minutes. And, and if I have to read a website, I'm not saying for myself, but if, if, you know, if I have to read a website to find out something, eh, I'll get into the first two sentences. I'm like, okay, I don't, it doesn't hold my attention. That kind of thing. So, so. we're going to chalk it up to not, I don't want to say buyer beware, mm -hmm. but it's like, if, if you do not prep yourself coming in, understanding right. all the stuff, then it's going to occur during the session. Mm -hmm. You know, it's interesting because I had one client come in. Um, she didn't realize that she was, she, oh, well, she signed up for a multidimensional channeling session. True. And a lot of work goes in before sure. I do that. I sit down and I say, 
okay, so this is, you know, what you've um, requested and, you know, do you have questions set up? And she goes, well, I just didn't really know what that was all about. And I'm thinking, this is one of my most expensive sessions. I'm like, you know, but you signed up for it, but you have no idea what to expect. You didn't read any of the stuff. Oh, no, no, no. I said, okay, are you wanting to, you know, are I, I can just jump into it. And I started to explain some concepts to her and she got so fascinated with the concepts. She goes, can we just do talk about just the talk. concepts? <laughs> yeah. And, and sure so, you can pay me and I'll talk all day long. Well, now I'm finding clients who really, they just, they want the space to ask questions and just go there because they can't go there with anyone else, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And, um, I I'm finding that super fascinating because like this has now happened twice and I'm just going, what in the world? Cause for me, you, you know, if I could just stand up there and teach and, sure. you know, and it's not, you must think the way I think this is where I sit at this time. This is where my beliefs, my understanding is I can share these concepts with you and it's guaranteed to blow your mind apart, like open your world up, you know, just get you seeing yeah. things in a different way. Yep. That is worth the money. That's right. You know, yeah. Yeah. so, so, you know, but I don't want to sit there and channel when the person, you know, because I am stepping out and they've got to be asking the questions. I don't have an Allison. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, if you don't want to know what you want to ask, it's going to be silent. <laughs> right. Right. And I did have a friend do right. that when I was practicing, um, just practicing channeling. And, um, and as before I came up to see y'all to go over some of the concepts and um, so my girlfriend, Letty, my partner in crime with this stuff, sits down across from me. I go into channeling mode and, um, you know, this being comes in and she starts, um, she you know, asks some basic setup questions like, who is this, you mm-hmm. know, and, and then she goes, okay. And she has no other questions. <laughs> she doesn't know what else. She doesn't know where to go with it. She's surprised someone came in. Right. And so this multidimensional being coming through me, it was just like, well, you're not very prepared, are you? And I was oh like, my goodness. Oh, I'm just going, I can't believe I just said that. And I, I was like, oh, well, you at know. least it was just Letty. Yeah. Letty was sitting there just kind of going, um, no, I apologize that I am not better prepared to be speaking with a multidimensional being. I really didn't think someone would show up today. Oops. So let me think of a question, you know, and they chastised her one. It was gentle chastisement, but mm-hmm. it was like, I was so shocked that it, they came. So oh, yeah, yeah. they expect they showed up. They are ready for things to roll. Yeah. It's, no, I, I agree with you. <laughs> I, I agree. So word to the wise, as we wrap up this segment uh, for clients, you know, do your research, do your homework, do your homework. I mean, you're it's, just, it's here's, here's yeah. the thing, plain and simple. <laughs> You're signing up for a session. You're paying for a session. You know, you wouldn't go and just arbitrarily buy a car without doing your research. You know, prepare yourself for a mm-hmm. session. I mean, it's it, it's your energetic, most... it's your energetic exchange for the session. Just, you know. Right. And from yeah. the practitioner standpoint, mm-hmm. as much as you can communicate. Yeah. Um, let them know. You're not giving anything away. We mm-hmm. we promise you. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. Not at all. But we'd like to hear your comments. Have you um, had your expectations dashed uh, or have you been a practitioner and there seemed to be some miscommunication re- regarding mm-hmm. expectations? Let us know in the comments section. We love the comments. Absolutely. We love we the questions. answer the comments. Yeah. And if you have show topics, put those down there too, because uh, you know that we will follow up on them. Yeah. Yay. So 
until next time, we thank you so much for spending your time with us as always. And we will see you next time on out on a limb podcast. See you guys.